Oh, listen, dear one, I am thrilled to announce I have a brand new private coaching container opening up called Full Immersion Coaching. This is you and me working together privately as I become your mentor and soul guide for an entire year, providing you with the full support you need to grow a massively successful and prosperous heart-led business. To get all the details, DM me on Facebook or Instagram or send an email to allison at allisonscammell.com and say, tell me more about Full Immersion Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you. Hi, dear ones. I am so excited about something. It's going to be the first thing I share in this episode, and that thing is a listener review. I got a super cool listener review from Kinder Mom 11. She's in the U.S. Kinder means children in German and Dutch, so she must have some connection to either Germany or the Netherlands, I think, to call herself Kinder Mom. This review is referring to one of the Human Design Arrow episodes I recorded. I recorded two, and we'll leave an episode to both in the show notes. And she says, wow, this episode was on point for me and is helping me accept who I am and how I best work rather than trying to be what others expect. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I first heard about Human Design from your podcast and have since dove into learning more each day and working towards alignment. I've only been listening since November, but you are one of my go-to listens. Oh my gosh, thank you, Kinder Mom. Each episode has held a nugget for me that truly resonates with what I need to hear that day. Sometimes I pick randomly, and sometimes I listen to the recent content, and it is always what I need that day. Thank you so much for this podcast. Thank you, Kinder Mom, for showing up, doing the work, for your kind comments. You really are the person I feel born to serve. You're the person I feel so motivated and passionate about to serve in this podcast. And if you, dear listener, ever get some sort of inspiration from this podcast, I'd be so grateful to know about it. Let me know what specific episode, maybe today's episode. If you have an iPhone, I recommend just doing it on your app. It's the easiest You scroll down, go to my podcast, scroll down until you find the review section. You'll find a link to leave a review. If you listen from another platform, I recommend heading to the show notes. You'll find a link for leaving a review, and I will read your amazing words on the air. All right, dear ones, we have arrived to part five in our five-part series where I've been revealing the five parts to energetic soul client attraction. Energetic soul client attraction is the process of putting out just the right energetic signals in your business so that just the right clients and customers can find you. The five parts are really energetic alignments. We will leave a link in the show notes to the other episodes I've recorded on this. The first energetic alignment is to align your business to your soul mission The second energetic alignment was about releasing the blocks that tether you down. The third is to make your higher self the CEO of your business. The fourth is to connect deeply to your soul client avatar. And today we're talking in some ways, maybe the biggest topic, which I could spend several episodes on, and that is soul client courtships. 
A sole client courtship is what marketing people may call a sales funnel. It's that journey people go on from finding you as a complete stranger to being a soulmate client. So what is the journey they go on from not knowing you or your offerings at all to investing in your premium offers and then becoming a repeat customer and a referral source? So I have a lot of really high value, game-changing insights to share with you today. So let's get right to it. In today's episode, I reveal how to choose where to court your potential clients and customers, two secrets to content creation that both your soul clients and the algorithms will love, and what will create the energetic spark between you and your prospective clients that will create an instant love connection. I'll end on an invitation that will have you creating a sole client courtship that reinvigorates your sales funnel to one that produces both joy and revenue consistently. So you're going to want to stay with me until the end. Welcome to Soul Guide Radio a podcast for soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs here to bring about change on a massive level. We'll explore how you can activate your big soul mission, amplify your spiritual gifts, and clear the energy blocks weighing you down so you can gain unstoppable momentum in life and business. I'm Allison Scammell, your host and soul guide. Hello, Soul Guide Circle. That is the name of this global community of soul-guided leaders and entrepreneurs. In the Soul Guide Circle, we are growing prosperous, heart-led businesses that are on the leading edge of consciousness. Find a link to join our closed Facebook group at allisonscammell.com or in the show notes. Today, we're talking soul-client courtships. So let's start with where, where to court your potential clients. So if you have more of an online business, of course, you're going to want to look on at online platforms. And whether you have an online business or not, I also encourage you to think about in-person places, especially if you are an online business owner on the more beginning start of your journey. When you get into a room with someone, it creates an energetic connection that is very hard or that I should say that connection that you can get more easily with someone in a room with them looking at their carbon-based form, it takes a lot more time and attention to create that kind of connection online. You can do it. But it just, it takes a little bit more time, care, and dedication. When you get someone in the room with you, there is, that there, that creates a more easeful way. You're looking in each other's eyes. You're going to know pretty clearly, pretty early in the relationship, like, is this a person I want to connect deeper to or not? And to help you decide where to court your potential soul clients, I recommend asking yourself three simple questions. The first, where do I feel good? 
I think so often we force ourselves to be somewhere we don't want to be in business because we think it will lead to sales. Throw that out the freaking window. You need to feel good where you are. So if you really hate social media and you've done healing around it because that hatred could be coming from a wound that's just thwarting you, you do some healing around it and your higher self, I mean, ultimately, your higher self will guide you to where you feel good and will guide you to the answer of all these questions. And if your higher self is saying no social, you can run a successful business without being on social. You can double down on your newsletter, on your mailing list. I would consider doing in-person things if you're not on social. So be heart-led with these questions. I would get out a piece of paper and a pen because when you hand write, you connect your intuition, take a few deep breaths, pivot your awareness down, connect your heart and say, Where do I feel good in terms of online platforms, in terms of in-person platforms? Where do I feel good to show up in my business? Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, newsletter, mailing list, in-person coffees, local women's circle that you launch, closed Facebook group some sort of closed community off of Facebook, like Circle. There are a number of more organic, heart-based platforms popping up. Do you want to try one of those? Okay, so just explore the first question, and then we're going to bring all of these three questions together. And the first question being, where do I feel good to show up in my business? And it doesn't mean you feel good 100% of the time. I feel good showing up on Facebook. For me, I know Facebook. I am not a lover of social media. I don't consume a lot on social media. I am. I have no desire to ever be an Instagram influencer. It's just not my path. But I feel relatively good on Facebook. Do I love all things about Facebook? No. <laughs> but I feel more or less good. It doesn't mean this isn't perfect here. This means you feel more or less good. You feel comfortable. And if you have a learning curve, don't let that, don't mistake a learning curve for feeling bad. So if you want to be on TikTok, but the learning curve feels daunting and that feels bad, Go to your higher self and ask higher self, well, are you calling me to TikTok and are you calling me to take the time to learn it? Okay. Then when you get to the other side of that learning curve, all of a sudden you're like, whoa, this feels good. Okay. So factor in learning curves as you explore this. Question number two, so important. Where does my soul client avatar hang out? Where do I think she hangs out? If you target young people, you probably don't want to be on Facebook too much. You want to be on TikTok or Snapchat. If you're targeting people in their 50s or 60s or even 40s, you're probably going to want to be more on Instagram and Facebook. Think about your target demographic. Where do they more or less hang out? It doesn't hurt to do a little bit of market research on this, although I am not a researcher 
If you are someone who enjoys research or research research is part of your process, I recommend doing some research. If you are super duper heart-led like me and you don't love research, talk to a few people in your audience. Ask them what socials they are on. Ask them where they hang out. Say, hey, I'm thinking about being in these places in my business. Are those places that speak to you? Places that you either are or would like to be. And always ask higher self. Higher self, is this where she's hanging out? Right? Question number three, really important here. What do I have the bandwidth for? So you might be someone who loves social media and you're on 10 different platforms that you love and you think your prospective clients are hanging out there. I would not choose 10, especially if you're on the newer side of your journey and you don't have a lot of people helping you to create and schedule content. Notice where your bandwidth is. What do you have the bandwidth for? Now, I recommend to always have a mailing list. If you don't have one, I do recommend starting one. Mailing lists are yours. Social media platforms can can go out of business. You know, anything can happen to a social media platform. All that content that you put on social media, that, that can just go away. You don't own it. But a mailing list and those email addresses, which if you use a CRM, you know, if you use a MailChimp or an active campaign, I do recommend you back your email list up on a hard drive on something that belongs to you because it's yours. Those are your email addresses that you can always reach provided you have internet, right? So really think about what do I have the bandwidth for? Where do I feel good? And where are my prospective clients and customers hanging out? So for me, I have put all the eggs in my content creation basket into my podcast. So come rain or shine, I show up for this podcast. This is just what I've decided. The reason why is because I love speaking. (laughs) I'm a very audible person. My dominant intuitive language is clear audience. So I hear messages. I just like to speak. I do like showing up on video. And I do eventually want to turn this podcast into a video you can watch on YouTube. But until then, I don't have the bandwidth for that yet, although I'm getting there. I'm just focused on getting audio to you in your earbuds. I'm focused on Facebook. I show up consistently on Facebook. I show up extremely consistently for my mailing list. I take my mailing list Very seriously, I love my mailing list because email is still far and away, far and away the most successful way to connect to people in the online world and turn them into paying clients and customers. Way more higher rate of success than social media, any social media platform. So it's still true (laughs) that nothing beats sending emails to your people. It's how you have their most amount of attention. People still read emails. You know, our email inbox is not going away yet. And so until that happens, I really recommend you either really add to the top of your list of where you court your people a mailing list that you have. And if you don't have one, I do recommend starting one. 
Start slow, start simple. You can use a spreadsheet to start collecting email addresses, but certainly there's a lot of CRM that offer free services that offer a lot of functionality. Getting back to where I have been with four, you know, there's, you know, 2024, I hope, I'm just announcing this now, is my year I get serious about Instagram. Right now, I treat Instagram as I just, anything I create for Facebook, it just gets posted into Instagram. Instagram is not a place where I consume a lot of content, so I don't really know how it works. I have a learning curve. (laughs) And so that has slowed me down. But I want to overcome that learning curve. I want to find the bandwidth, prioritize Instagram, because I really feel like I could feel good there and that my soul clients are hanging out there. So I really want to do more on Instagram. So then my two main socials would would grow from just Facebook, where it is now, to Facebook and Instagram. And I won't grow to YouTube, which is also a place that I'm interested in because I do like video, but I'm not going to grow to YouTube until I really feel like I have the bandwidth for it. Right now, I do not, so I will not grow to it, okay? I really, I'm very clear about where I feel good. I'm very clear about where my ideal clients hang out, and I'm very clear about what I have the bandwidth for. When you take those three things together, you will have your strategy to where you should show up to court your potential soul clients. Okay, let me get into two secrets to content creation that both your prospective clients and customers will love, as well as the social media algorithms. They're not necessarily gonna surprise you, but maybe you need this reminder, okay? Secret number one is to be consistent. Absolutely be consistent. And I know you're soul guided. I know. And I know that you want to follow your natural energy, follow when you feel that burst of inspiration to post something. And if you don't, then you don't. And I'm going to say yes and to that. I think in today's market, it's very, very difficult to rise above the noise if there isn't some level of consistently. Certainly the algorithms like it. Facebook loves it when you post consistently every day at 10 a.m., for example. This is how Facebook decides to show your stuff over, say, my stuff because you're showing up with more consistency. So a way to be consistent without burning out is to just build it into your everyday week. I have built into my everyday week when and how and where I'm going to post on social. So I know these hours of the day or the day that I'm going to create stuff for social, I'm going to have my assistant schedule it for me. So once I create the content, I can pass it on to her. I don't have to think about it again because the thing that I love most is the actual content creation. And so I hire someone else to help me with the stuff I don't love. And I also build into my week, more important than that, dear ones, I build into my week lots of time for the gym, for the sauna. This week, for example, I have a massage schedule daily walks in the forest or on the beach with my dog. 
And why? Yes, it's about rest and relaxation and balance, but guess what, friends? These are the things that fill my content well. These are the places I am where just bursts of inspiration arrive to me for a cool podcast episode or for something I want to create for you. So I also have built in my weekly routine things that fill my content well so I make it easy for myself to be consistent and not burn out. Okay? Secret number two. This probably isn't going to surprise you either, but I think you need to hear it today. (laughs) You're here for a reason. And this is getting to be more and more important as the online space gets more saturated. Secret number two, friends, is to be bold. Be bold. Not be bold for boldness sake. Be bold that's in alignment to your truth, that's in alignment to your authenticity, that's in alignment to the things that you feel bloody called to share. Be bold. When you are and you push send or post or schedule, you're likely going to feel a little uncomfortable. You're going to say to yourself, oh, I don't know how that's going to land. Should I have done that? Should I have really done that? And the answer is, if it is heart-led, if you're following following your heart and following the right timing, you know, our boldness follows the right timing. So before you push, schedule, send, post, check in with your heart. Is this the right bold message you're calling me to send? Is this the right time? Okay, all of our insights that we feel called to share with our audience is subject to divine timing, especially the bold stuff. One of the boldest things I ever shared with my audience is the story of my near-death experience. I talk about it pretty easily today, but let me tell you, that was like, I struggled, friends, with that story, how to tell it, when to tell it. And when I realized that the real struggle was occurring when I was pushing myself to tell the story before the divine timing had arrived, that's when I struggled. But I appreciate that struggle because I practiced it a lot. I thought about it a lot. I thought about how to package it. I thought about the right things to share because the story is so big, I can't share everything all at once. And that is what really needs to be in my book someday. But I can't share everything in a podcast episode. So what were the things that I wanted to share? So the struggle did help, but I think had I just waited for the divine timing and still have been contemplating it, you know, be in the creative process of contemplating it, contemplating all those questions I just mentioned, and then waiting, just waiting without pushing or shooting on myself for the divine timing, I think it would have just been a more easeful process. So I really learned from that. And now I really, I get the idea. I'm out walking Astrid on the beach and I get the idea that feels bold or it feels super inspirational or I feel super passionate or excited about it. I write the idea down, I put it in my idea hopper, and I let it percolate, okay? 
and it percolates and it percolates. And then I'm a splenic projector in my human design. So this, this is when I actually really follow that splenic projector where I get the intuitive hits in the moment. Those intuitive hits in the moment often point me to the divine timing. Now's the time to share it. You got the idea three months ago. You allowed it to percolate in your idea hopper. Now it's time to be shared. You see? And when you do that, when you kind of just like follow the energy of it, there is an ease. But if we are not bold now in our socials and in our newsletters and in what we share, it is really hard to rise above the noise. But the boldness is heart-led. It follows divine timing. And it's really sharply aligned to your authenticity that's coming through in it. And I just revealed to you that thing that will create the energetic spark between you and your prospective soul clients that create the instant love connection. And that really is following your creative sparks and passions. Notice them as they arrive. Likely, the the, the bold content that's going to get your soul client's attention most, the most will arrive to you out of nowhere in just like a, a hit of inspiration. That's how it often happens for me. So for example, I like to watch cooking competitions. And I was watching this cooking competition and this man from Italy who immigrated to the United States when he was 19 years old was talking about all the struggles he had to go from being a 19-year-old just arriving to a new country to a really successful top chef that he is today. And he said something. He said, being an immigrant is like being a three-legged horse. And when he said that, I was just like, what did he just say? Like, I... It took my breath away, you guys. It took my breath away. And I'm going to be bold with you right now because I am an immigrant here in the Netherlands. And I am not your typical immigrant. And I know that most immigrants have it much, much harder than I did. Most people are immigrants or emigrate because they want more economic opportunity. And usually and often that means they're coming from economically disadvantaged circumstances, and it creates, it's a big struggle. They are leaving their home country to go to a new country, and they don't have the financial means to fly back and visit their family. So it often means they don't know when they're going to see their loved ones again. You know, they're leaving, and they're going into this abyss. And when you don't have finances to be a safety net. I can't imagine how hard that is, you guys. I honestly cannot imagine. It, I just, it puts tears in my eyes because I arrived to the Netherlands as an immigrant. We plan to naturalize here. We live in a Dutch neighborhood. We send our du- daughter to a Dutch school. We celebrate Dutch holidays. My husband is fluent in Dutch. Freya is fluent in Dutch. I'm learning Dutch. I'm getting there. I have a long way to go, but I can hold down a conversation and bloody hell, it's been hard for me. When I first arrived, I just felt like people didn't want me here. 
I felt like such an outcast. I felt alone. I felt isolated. And the reason Pete and I came here is because we didn't feel aligned anymore to the organizing principles of the United States, whilst we did feel very aligned to the organizing principles here in the Netherlands. And although I'm mentioning the challenging parts of living here, there's a lot of really super amazing parts. And and it's those things that called us here. But just getting back to when we first arrived, I felt so isolated. I've mentioned before on the podcast how hard it was to send Freya to the school she goes to. And oh, I mean, that's a whole three-part series, you guys. I'm not going to go into all that just to say it was really, really, really hard. But what did I do over time? What did I do? Oh, man. My not give a shit meter, (laughs) which when I first arrived here was pretty sensitive. I was pretty much given a shit like, oh, that person didn't say hello to me. And that person didn't say good morning. And that person, I, I don't think that person likes me. And I was just given a shit about everything. And I was coming home from dropping Freya off from school in tears every day. But little by little, I stopped caring. I stopped caring what those other people thought because they weren't my people. If I'm going to look you in the eye and smile at you and say good morning and you just look the other way, you're not my person. I don't need to sit there. We don't need to become best friends. We don't need to start braiding each other's hair. But just, you don't even have to smile. Just a simple good morning. Hey, how's how's it going? What's up? You know, That's, to me, simple kindness. That's the basics of kindness. And what I realized, what I really, really needed was kind people. And I didn't care where they were from. I've really never cared where someone comes from. I've never cared what they look like. I've never cared their religion. All I cared is that we had an energetic connection of openness and love and respect and understanding. That has always been my (laughs) what I look for when I look for a circle of friends or a support network. But I realized I was just craving kindness. So I just started to look for the kind people. And in fact, I set the intention that I couldn't even see the unkind people. They literally would like fade to the background, like black and white blurs. I wouldn't see them. I would only see the kind people. And those are the people I would say hello to. How's it going? What's new in your world? And those were the people. Those were my people. People who are kind and open and accepting. Those were the only parameters. And in not much time, I started to create my own network here. I started to create my own. I started to get friends people who were from the Netherlands and from other countries, I started to create, it was like a patchwork. It wasn't like I thought it should look, like the classic traditional support structures you think should be there for you. I realized that those structures weren't there for me the way that I needed, so I just created my own. 
and life started to change. Life here started to feel more easeful. I started to feel happier. Getting back to that three-legged horse analogy, I felt like I was growing my fourth leg so I could stand solidly, balanced, rise high, and realizing that the people who don't accept me or want me to be here are people I would never be friends with anyway, so it doesn't matter what they think. And this, my friends, is really being bold to your audience. When you're bold in your truth, I absolutely promise you not everyone's going to like it. There's no way to be bold and truly authentic and please everyone. You're not being bold then and you're not being authentic. You're being pleasing. That's what we've been taught to be, especially as women. Be pleasing. We don't want to be pleasing in business. We want to be honest and truthful and authentic and in that bold. And I believe truth is always kind. So even if you're bold, there's always a kindness there that will just naturally weed people out who aren't your people, but won't do it in a way that's mean or not loving, right? It just will energetically weed out the people who will never buy from you and who aren't your people. And the more you do this, you're not give a shit meter about pissing people off, getting unsubscribes, that's going to go up and you want that to go up. Where you're not sweating the small stuff, you're not ruminating over, you sent out a bold email and I got a bunch of unsubscribes. That's good. That's cleaning up your list. So getting that energetic spark that creates the love connection, it's really that process following your creative sparks and passions. Notice when they arrive. Notice when they arrive. Put them in an idea hopper. Write them down somewhere. Put them online somewhere. I write them down in a notebook, but I also have an online system. So that's a little bit more organized so I can delete, I can rearrange. Have both. And then follow your heart for the divine timing of when it's time to share. And when you do, when you do, you're going to be falling in love with just the right people. And they're going to be falling in love back. The love between a soul guided business owner and a soul client and customer. It's so powerful. It's pure. It's a pure love connection. Doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean there won't be challenges, but at its core, there's a love connection that is strong that is lasting. And that's the type of connection that eventually leads to you experiencing consistently in your business, both joy and revenue, because those are the people who are going to buy from you. My invitation for you this week is to start with the three questions. If you already have a pretty solid plan, check in on it. Maybe something wants to tweak or refine. Where to court your potential clients? Where do I feel good? Where does she hang out? What do I have the bandwidth for? And then see 
how you can up-level your boldness and your consistency as you show up in your business. All right, that's a wrap for this week. Let's go ahead and decide we're going to stand on all four of our horse legs in business. I really did love that three-legged horse metaphor, which is probably something people say I just never heard it before or it had never hit me in that way. I don't know what it did, but it did something to me. And I'm a new lover of standing on four legs. And of course, dear ones, as always, until next time, may your soul guide the way. Are you ready to deepen your connection to your intuitive gifts? Then it's time for 10 High Vibe Minutes, the ultimate daily mindfulness practice for soul-guided leaders and entrepreneurs. In only 10 minutes per day, you'll keep your energy high vibe and aligned to your highest dreams while transforming your daily practice into a powerful tool to manifest big wealth and abundance. Get free access now on my website, alisonscammell.com or in the show notes.